Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are sisters who love to chat and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. We want to share the stories of ordinary people and have some laughs along the way. I'm Delight. I'm the older one. I'm August, and I'm the younger one. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. Like they just learned it in a book. Right. So it's like, actually, you're smart because it means you were reading by yourself with no one to correct you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when you learned it. Words are funny. weird like that, like that mm-hmm. maybe you read a lot of times, but <laughs> then you go to say it and you're like, I know what this means, mm-hmm. but I don't I definitely actually... thought that placebo was a place bow for like years. <laughs> years and <laughs> That's years. great. Place bow. Oh my goodness. Well, welcome, friends listeners hello everybody (laughs) august and i are blessed to be joined today by kimberly watson hi (laughs) it's pretty fun we are Mm -hmm. i feel like we haven't had all that many guests this year we haven't well we have had like little groups of people that's true we just haven't had like one on our like two on one interviews right (laughs) yes so this is pretty fun we are at my kitchen table drinking our whipped coffee yes Kimberly and I have been friends for a very long time ever since I don't even know how old we were but our parents got together one time and we got together and then we became friends Mm -hmm. and it's fun like we used to talk on the phone when she lived in China and then I went and visited her in El Salvador and every summer she would every summer or every other summer she would come back to Lewis County and we'd hang out as much as we could for like weeks I feel like and then she'd leave again try to get as many sleepovers in like a two week span as possible (laughs) it's like talking about boys we liked and playing Mm -hmm. spit watching Lord of the Rings wow I still have that deck of cards by the way the Lord of the Rings deck of cards I don't know I have a (laughs) deck of cards too I think from them I think I still have them too so we should play spit sometimes we should (laughs) you're sort of like country version of name dropping like china el salvador yeah like. <laughs> <laughs> all these awesome bad. places we went to yeah no. totally love it anyway okay go ahead lady i just thought i'd you know no, share a little good. bit about a, my kimberly will you yeah. tell us a little bit about you well just a little bit okay so uh, as much as you want <laughs> <laughs> so my name is kimberly watson uh my maiden name is there um, my mom is from Guatemala. My dad is from upstate New York. I was born in New York City. I've lived in New York, Hong Kong, Washington, D.C., China, El Salvador, Canada, Kansas City, and now Lewis County for officially a little bit over a year, Woohoo! which is very exciting. Um, yeah, I was a dancer for many, many, many years and danced professionally with a Christian ballet company called Dramatic Truth. And um, yeah, just recently moved to Lewis County about a year ago with my husband and my, at the time, one child, Amaya, and had a son, Solomon, in September of 2019. And we are now expecting our number three, in either February or March, we're not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't decided what our due date is officially yet. Somewhere is, around there. Is this one of these like quarantine babies you're going to name Corona or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, Corona is actually a really pretty name because it means crown, but <laughs> probably not anymore. Um, 
But yeah, we've been toying around with some different names and settled on one. And then my husband changed his mind. And so we settled on a different one. Um, but yeah, we have another little one coming along soon. Um, You're like what? 13? No. I'm like 12, 12 weeks maybe, but according to the ultrasound, I'm technically 10 weeks, but I'm hoping that the nausea ends like now and not in two weeks, but right now I'm still nauseous, Yeah, but that's okay. I hear the sicker you are, the healthier the baby, so yes. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but yes. I just I heard choose that too. to believe that <laughs> I think I'm it's super more sick because like, it's a super healthy baby. I don't know. I've heard that it's more like if you're sick, then you can have a better idea that like you're not going to have a miscarriage or something hmm. like that that's what i've heard interesting yeah interesting yeah you weren't so. sick very much though Augie. true yeah just depends i mean with my son but I hey was whatever now. makes you feel better I yeah right. <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night no yeah but yeah with my son i was not super sick but with my daughter i was very sick and so i have a strong guess that this is going to be a girl which i'll be happy either way yes. but i have a feeling it's a girl because yeah. i'm very sick but, um, we need some girls, man. We've had way too many boys oh in the my last gosh, few yeah. years. We need some girls to marry them, too. No. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But yeah, so about me, uh, yeah, I love love to dance. I love to sew. I love to knit and crochet. And I love watching TV. And What are you watching right now? Right now? Well... Last night, my best friend Monica and I just finished the last episode of Downton Abbey. Oh, my so gosh. We, but I there's wish a movie. called me. There's the movie coming out, or the movie that just came out. So we still have, like, the movie left to, like, have our final, final farewell okay, to Downton well, Abbey. Okay, well, if you watch but. it this week. Oh, I, we're definitely watching it this week. I I'll tell you when we do. I have a, I would like to watch it. I have it. I have a, like, red box gift card. Oh, and okay. it's like I think that I can use it like online. So I don't yeah. know. Either way, yeah. Who knows if it will like coincide with the one you want to watch it? But if right. it does, then I could like well, well, help yeah. get the movie to we watch. We should plan on. We should just plan after this or during this yes. a time and a place to yes. do it. That would be that'd be awesome. You'd be that generous with a dollar and eighty cents. Oh, it's like four ninety nine to rent it actually. On, oh, online? online, yes. Oh, I see. In the comfort of your own home, right? Because it removes the inconvenience of driving right, five right. minutes yes. to wherever you're. Gotcha. So, local Walmart. You fancy or people. Twenty minutes you fancy for all of us that yeah, live far away true. from it. <laughs> you fancy people with internet. Oh right, that's right. <laughs> you don't have internet? No, she doesn't. Oh. Nope. That's impressive. Yeah. Thank you. I think so too. I mean, te- technically, <laughs> I don't our, pay for it either. We so. have our phones. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. We have access to internet, but we don't have like Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So streaming things is not really an option. Convenient. You could watch like two shows a month or something, maybe a little more than that. But Angela either way, used to download them like ahead of time. Uh, when we lived at Beaver Camp, we uh, also did not have internet in our dwelling place, mm-hmm, <laughs> so right. we would he would go and like download it ahead of time, and then like bring it back, and we'd all sit and look at his phone like. Like the phone Perfect. was our TV screen. So <laughs> that's funny. We watched stuff on. Um, I liked Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. We watched like, we've been watching like two or three episodes a day for like the last oh, few so days fun. and just kind of plow- mildly plowing through it. <laughs> mildly. <laughs> and had you never watched it before? So or? I had watched season one through three <laughs> many years ago when they first came out. 
and then a uh, certain younger sister of mine who will remain nameless spoiled although what she happens. was although she was <laughs> she was on the podcast on episode 38 <laughs> <laughs> she um told me what happens at the end of season three before it had happened oh, at the yeah. end of season three and i was so distraught and upset mm-hmm. that i vowed to never watch downton abbey again and uh, i yeah. boycotted it yeah slash i was mad at her but mostly just like mad at downton abbey in general for yes choosing to not, write such a it's not their fault thing, no. it's because he it wanted to be fault, done that's why well then i'm mad at him I don't yeah know. exactly <laughs> dan stevens why the heck so you know i was like that's even? it i'm I think done so. I think that's i'm not name? watching this anymore and then was like try to be like all strong about it and be like well i don't watch down to navi because they killed him off and i don't want to do that anymore but then like two months ago i was like okay i want to watch it again yeah. so didn't I somebody tell you like come on kimberly you need to just like i feel like oh, it was probably courtney or brielle or i mean something. i fully agreed that it was a good show yes and i like yes. s- still like was sure that i would enjoy it but right. i just like wanted to be I know. difficult and mm-hmm. whatever yes. opinionated so then, like, a couple months ago, I started, I've watched the last episode of season three just okay. to, like, recap and, like, yes. remember all and the cry. characters and cry <laughs> and be angry all over again. No. Um, so then I watched season four, five, and six over the last, like, couple of months. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So sad. That's fun. I feel like that's a series I think I could watch again. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I could watch it a few I times. Could, yeah, I definitely could. Yeah. It's really great. You have, Let's start it over again. What do you have? Right now... Where like right now Netflix? I'm in the mm-hmm. uh Amazon or I oh, don't I'm Amazon watching Prime. it on Amazon okay. yeah Like right now I we don't have anything we're watching and we've pretty much have miraculously got out of the habit of watching like TV too That's wonderful like we haven't really been turning on the TV in the evenings That's great. much and it was somewhat intentional on my part and I don't know if like Jordan just sort of follows my lead or if he also mm. we don't always talk about our things we're being intentional about so and it has You're been both summer. like passively following each other into intentionality yeah, hey, kind of. that's better than not maybe how <laughs> we are i don't know so we like because we don't have internet we often will have get netflix dvds mm-hmm. and so the idea is that like you don't have you know, you have one DVD, but if you get three DVDs at a time, it means you pretty much always have like hours of entertainment, even though it is Mm -hmm. less than having the whole internet, but somehow because it's a DVD, you have this like illusion of like, I need to hurry up and finish it and send it back and get another one. So like we watched person of interest, I think that's five seasons or something in the same, like we were watching like six to nine hours of it a week and it was just like (laughs) too much anyway it was fine and it was fun too and i don't i don't feel like guilty for that Mm -hmm. but right now it feels like nice to just i don't know it's such a trap i don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys feel like this but like absolutely i feel Uh, like yeah i feel like as bad as cocaine (laughs) i feel like it is (laughs) honestly when i I just did my head like that at my neck like cracked a little bit because <laughs> i was i was making a motion of like i don't yeah. know my neck went creak creak <laughs> i feel like it is i think what it does close. in your mind definitely is very i mean it's like what it's, what's happening in your brain is absolutely the same yeah, thing how i know what it, you mean how it affects your life choices maybe is a little different yes. than cocaine yes, yes. um but what's right. going on as yes. far as like how 
Yes. How you just I just go mean back like how more. addictive it is. Yes. Yeah. And how yes. quick you just like slip into it and you don't even realize it. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, we watched this. We just watched nine five episodes and now yeah. it's two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wish that I would read as much as I was on like TV or on my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I go through like waves where like I get a really good book and I'm like, look at me reading and I'm not on Facebook. And then the book's done and I'm like, okay, back on Pinterest. <laughs> but I think that if I could read like you know nine hours a week or be doing like Mm -hmm. if the family was just like oh yeah and then we just like read a book for a really really long time at night and that's just like our thing that we always do I think that'd be really fun Mm -hmm. yeah but I think it's helpful for me like as Harrison's getting older and you have Mm -hmm. children both of you so like yeah just realizing like how much they're watching Mm -hmm. us like he will he like gets so excited when the TV clicks on mm-hmm. and he'll like go over and get the remote and press all the buttons until he can get it on. And you know, like, and he doesn't even watch, like we don't have much that he watches f- for his own self. Like he right. has, we have one like baby Einstein DVD mm-hmm. and I don't even let him watch it every day because I'm just mm-hmm. like, right. but again, I don't want it to be like, I think that that's part of, I think we're both realizing like that example of us just sitting around watching TV. Mm-hmm. Like I want him to see the example of us like going outside and reading or playing yeah. music or playing, playing games <laughs> and whatever. And it is summer too. Like I feel like in the winter it feels, it lends itself more to doing that. But mm-hmm. if you're not careful every day. Oh yeah. Can lend itself to doing yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I have to give a breaking news, even though this is not a podcast all about me, but <laughs> it's true. It's a good day. Podcast listeners. August Ramirez has read a book from start to finish this year. <laughs> and that has not happened in a lot of years. <laughs> I need like a clapping sound effect. Good yes. job, August. Congratulations. I clapped for myself. Um, yes. That's so awesome. what book was it? It was Eden Brooke. It's a novel. <laughs> Hey, no- romance novels are books a ro- too. A novels proper, are books too. A proper romance novel. So now I, but like now I'm kind of like, I want something else to read. Like I'm really sad that it's done. Like yeah. it was so good and so cute and yeah. Try a memoir. I do love memoirs, but I just what makes a memoir don't. a memoir? Like by what? Just somebody what's talking about their life. I think I, I think when they're still alive. I don't know. Let's look it up. Somebody who writes their own story. Because a biography is about alive. a person. An autobiography is about themselves. Yes. So a is a biography is like, if the person's still alive? Yeah, because there's like, hmm, maybe it's just. That's a good question. All right, I have to look it up. Okay, but so tell me, do you, you mentioned reading. Yes. Like, do you like to read? Is it kind of like we're saying that? Yeah, I, so in high school, so I'll tell you more about myself, my life Please story. Please do. I went to a teeny tiny little itsy bitsy private school when I was in first grade in Hong Kong. And I don't know the exact numbers, but I think there was like maybe 20 people in the entire school, like K through 12. So it was like basically homeschooled, but there was like a whole little clump of us. Then I was homeschooled second grade all the way to 11th grade. And then 12th grade, I went to a Christian private school in Canada. And that's where I graduated high school from. When I was in fifth grade, going into fifth grade, my mom switched homeschool curriculums and the curriculum that we switched to was Sunlight, which is like lots of book reading. Like it's just like, like there's not really textbooks. You just like read Mm -hmm. 
biographies and autobiographies and novels and some of them are fiction some of them are not but mostly you're just reading stories and that's how you get your world history your American history your all of that and so which is really great because when I think about different parts of world history and American history and stuff I picture like individual people and their stories whether they were based off of real people or you know like I read one story about like a fiction fictitious slave that like escaped and all the facts were historically accurate but it was like a novel about what probably could have happened type of thing um so that was when I personally really like took off loving to read and I would get punished because I would have no other subjects done (laughs) except for the ones that were so like math (laughs) I'd be like three weeks behind science I'd be like six months behind or however many I was always Mm -hmm. super behind in the textbook ones but with anything that was reading and because we lived in other countries there were no like public libraries with like English books in them so it was literally like my schooling was the only books I could read Mm -hmm. so I would plow through all of my books and then I'd plow through all of Christian's books and then I'd plow through all of so I was like reading like first grade books when I was in fifth grade because I would like I loved reading all the time Mm -hmm. and so that carried on through all the way through high school and even like after high school and stuff I always read a lot and then as I just got older I slowed down more I guess but yeah I I enjoy reading a lot like I guess I would say I read like now so like in 2019 I probably read like maybe three books Mm -hmm. which is like not a lot I would love to be reading like 20 books but I definitely enjoy novels more than like read to like be a better person kinds of books Mm -hmm. so like marriage books or parenting books or like bible study (laughs) books like those take a longer for me to like digest (laughs) or to process through but I still I would much rather look at a page and read a book than no offense listen to a podcast or Mm -hmm. watch something on YouTube or listen to like audiobooks and stuff which I think it's great that those are all out there but I retain information the most if I can see the letters on a page like I just really even when I'm reading my bible like if I have like the physical piece of paper in front of me and I can like touch the page, it ret- I retain it much, much better than if I'm just like listening to an audio book or listening to a sermon about it or yep. whatever. Like, yeah, I yep. just love. I think that everybody's. I love reading. Different with that. Yeah. What do yeah. you feel like? Well, I'm going to guess that you feel like it's important then to instill like a love of reading into your children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And how do you feel? How are you going to do that? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's a good question. <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, definitely um, with my daughter, she's three. She'll be three and a half in September. So I don't require her to be unconscious when she does her like nap time. So she's allowed to be awake as long as she, we call it quiet time. So mm-hmm. she has to be like in her room quietly. So one one of the few options that she has in her room is to be like reading a book mm-hmm. or sometimes like I'll tell her like if you sit right next to mommy and you can have like your three books, like mommy's going to read for the next hour and you're not leaving this couch and like you can either sit here and read with mommy or you're going to your bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of give her that option. So I try to make sure that she sees that and like I try to go outside and read um we live at a schoolhouse, so we, like, sit outside and, like, get some fresh air and read. And so I'll, like, bring, whether it's a coloring book or 
something that is reading related. I don't know. Yeah. A book of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Just exposure. Yeah. To yeah. Books and, and so I'm, I haven't like started officially, officially like teaching her school yet. Right. But I tried to as much as I, like, I want to make sure that she sees, like you were talking about the TV, like they watch us watching TV. So I want her to watch me read books. Right. And totally. Yeah. I've tried. I like started reading some books to our family, like at Beaver Camp, because there was, you know, not a lot of space to do stuff. So we like started reading the Narnia books and she would like f- go to sleep listening to me read Chronicles That's of so Narnia, cool. which I was like, oh, it's such a magical moment, like <laughs> Narnia and sleeping and whatever. Um, so it. that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to do more of that. And I think finding the balance. So in our family growing up, my dad was the like quote unquote reader, like the okay. the crier, the reader, shouter person. Um, so he would read books aloud to us while we would do like our kitchen duties. So mm. like we would be, you know, clearing the table, washing dishes, putting food away, wiping stuff down, and he would sit like in the kitchen with us and read a book to like the family. So That's we read cool. through, you know, the Narnia books. We read through. Um, the Zion Chronicle books. We read through just, you know, different series, all of the Laura Ingalls Wilder books, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And so for me, I'm the reader and I love to read and I've been told by people like I'm very animated when I read and stuff. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of like my niche, but then I'm also like the mom. So I'm the one like clearing the table and right. washing the dishes and stuff. And so figuring out that balance of like encouraging, like learning how to make for the Watsons that pastime or that activity and how it'll play out in each of the members of the family and sure. making sure that all works and then also my husband's schedule is opposite so he like goes to bed at seven thirty in the morning and then wakes up at like five at night so then it's like when do when do all these things happen and right you know when do we all eat together and when do we sleep and all that kind of stuff figuring all that out too yeah um so. maybe with maybe audiobooks will become an option like for your children yeah as yeah. your as their even though they're not your favorite you know maybe mm-hmm. that will be a thing yeah, yeah i can't wait for amaya to get old enough to understand uh, adventures yeah. in odyssey and yes. like start that uh That'll tradition or whatever <laughs> with her absolutely for sure um so angelo how long has he been working this schedule he's been working nights since july okay so so it's not been that long change yeah. yeah not super long so are you finding a rhythm with that as far as i just think that would be hard i know yeah, a lot of people do it but definitely there's a reason why they pay more money for <laughs> this <laughs> evening schedules um in general that third shift uh is is definitely a doozy um i think that for his personality and like sleep style mm-hmm. it's excellent for him because he has okay. no problem like he doesn't struggle with like sleeping in the day staying awake at night he's actually adapted to it extremely well I would not have adapted well yeah to, me neither <laughs> I'd be like sleeping all night sleeping all day sleeping all the time no um <laughs> so as far as that specific like he's able to stay awake well and he's able to sleep well um just with where our house is where our bedroom is and stuff um I'm noticing that there's so like when we lived in Kansas City he was working about 70 to 80 hours a week and then I was also working about 20 to 30 hours a week so we were not seeing each other at all Amaya would go 
days without even laying eyes on her father at all, which was really hard. And then we came here and we were at beaver camp where we were seeing each other 24 seven. She was literally with her dad pretty much all the time, unless we were like a different part of camp. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you started working at craft and she was seeing, you know, more, less of him, but still a lot. And then now I'm realizing that this is like the least amount of time that she sees him since like, you know, moving moving to New York. Right. And so I can see, not that it's like horrible, but I'm, I've been noticing just like in the last week or so, like, okay, she doesn't ask for him first thing when she wakes up. Like she always used to, like, she just kind of assumes he's he's either gone or he's asleep. Like that's what daddy does. Yeah. Um, which is kind of difficult because I want her to be how she was a few months ago where it was like, daddy, you're awake. Like daddy's here, you know, and just seeing that, uh, that glee and that joy. So yeah, I think the choosing to be proactive about making sure that our relationship stays close knit and stays strong. And even like for me, like there's been some stuff where I'm like, Oh yeah, by the way, this is going on. And he's like, Oh, you didn't tell me about that. And I'm like, oh, well, when you were awake, I was asleep. And then when you were asleep, I was, so yeah. there's like, or we could just like have the like texting relationship where it's like we communicate all over text, which is not my preference. Like I would much rather have like, okay, we're going to sit down for like two hours and catch up. And so mm-hmm. I just think that like I have to be, we both do, but like I have to be very proactive about like, okay, when are we going to catch up? Like when almost like just a date, like home date night, like, right. okay, on this day at this <laughs> like time, life planning even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Life planning. Um, whether that's like, okay, on this day, this time you're taking the kids to the park or we're going to go for a walk or we're going to, you know, play Azul with Amaya because she's like just barely old enough. Like she can kind of play Azul a little bit. (laughs) She does pretty okay. So just stuff like that, like making it a point um, as opposed to that, you know, slow, gentle succumbing to the Amazon and the Netflix and the, you know, just kind of letting those things happen. And then all of Mm -hmm. a sudden it's like, well, it's 1030 and we haven't actually had a meaningful conversation oh well yeah. time for bed you know it's yeah hard. I think that it would be is really hard yeah, yeah. and it's hard because it's like at the same time it's again those day hours versus those evening hours and like the way god designed our bodies to rest is not in the middle of the day you know you you don't get I, as much and there's times where i'm yeah. like did you sleep well because it's like yeah he was you know asleep by eight o'clock like i know he was unconscious right. by eight o'clock and he slept till like 4 30 like that would be great and he's like i mean yeah you know, it's, right. it's sleep. But That's I'm like hard. also like coming down and putting the kids down for a nap in the middle or like coming in to like do laundry or, right. you know, so there's, it's not like nobody's home, you know, when, right. when, whereas when I'm sleeping, it's everything's quiet. Everything's quiet. There's no one coming up and down the right. stairs at the school or, you know, whatever. So no one's yeah. opening doors. So yeah. So I live in a school. Um, my... I don't know, landlords. <laughs> that sounds so weird to <laughs> yes. say. My good, good friends, Matt and Tish there, own a schoolhouse. Um, and they transformed it into their residential place. So yes. we live in a building that used to be an elementary school and it's now a home. Yes. Which, what episode did we talk about that, Augie? <sighs> I want to say it's like nine or 12. I'll look it up. But the story of the school The story is... of the school is a podcast that you can yes. find in the description below. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. In the show notes. A, episode 12. Right, in the show notes. Episode 12. Episode 12 in yes. the show notes. With Tish there. 
But um, so our they very extremely generously created. They like renovated and built this cute, cozy little one bedroom apartment for us in a certain section of the very house. cute and cozy yes very cozy <laughs> very cozy <laughs> no it's great it's perfect for us because it's easy to maintain and it's easy yes. to I mean it takes like three seconds to sweep and mop <laughs> it's not a lot of space um, but it's great we have like a little tiny tiny kitchenette we have our own um, bath like toilet and shower we have like a little living room area and then we have a bedroom and then there's like a section that's under the stairs that is our daughter's bedroom. Oh my word. And, and so, so she has like so the she has like a little bunk bed. It's like all like six foot ceiling and she's got like a three foot bunk bed and like a little place to keep her toys underneath and like a little dresser and her little bookshelf. It's like tiny and petite, which is exactly like her. It's like a little fun. hobbit whole bedroom mm-hmm. of yes. a place. It's adorable. Um so yeah, it's really, really great. So that's obviously where Angelo sleeps during the day but then I have the freedom to take the kids upstairs to like the rest of the house to like the main kitchen the main living yes. room so um nice. you have I can take them outside that. yeah we have like a gym that we can hang out in I can take them for walks and stuff like that so I'm not limited to having to be like within earshot of where Angelo is while he's sleeping right. but at the same time like when I put them down for naps, the easiest place for me to put them down is in their own beds in our, their own right. house. But like sometimes, you know, Solomon will cry as I'm putting him down, which is totally normal for a baby. But it's still like we'll wake Angelo up or, you know, if I'm if it's laundry day and I'm grabbing laundry and throwing it in baskets and bringing it down and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. while he's sleeping. And so, yeah, like I said, we're still figuring out how how sensitive or how you know how how proactive I need to be about just cutting that part of the house off during the day or to just come in and do it anyways or I'll be like super motivated to want to like vacuum but I can't because he's sleeping or Mm -hmm. you know I can do dishes but then I'm like clanking around while I'm doing dishes like do I do it quietly do I act like it's no big deal you know just kind of even like there's not even a door like it's just a sheet right like from the bedroom to the living room yeah it's just a curtain basically yeah so it's not even like like sound barrier (laughs) exactly exactly so so yeah we're you know figuring that out and there hasn't been any like major catastrophes or like crazy drama or like horrible things that have happened he's not woken up to his alarm a couple times and I've been the one to wake him up and tell him to go to work um or one time he woke up but got his days mixed up and was like not getting ready for work and then I was like shouldn't you be like why are you Uh. hi hon why are you home (laughs) like what are you doing here um so yeah but it's been really great and we're absolutely blessed he has been able to progress like he went through the ranks at the craft factory like extremely quickly and the lord has given him lots of favor and um yeah his job has shown his character which is really i'm like super proud of him and how he's handled some various situations at work and he's making he's making good money so i'm happy about that too yeah so yeah but yeah it's an it's interesting figuring out like the whole what are dad's jobs? What are like, what stuff does dad help out with? What does mom help out with? How does that work with the sleep schedule with the, you know, 
especially in the last few weeks when he's like, did you do anything today? And I'm like, nope. I laid on the couch and kept our children alive and tried to not throw up. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, that's all I've done today. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of figuring mm-hmm. out all those dynamics, too, of, you know, the expectations that I put on myself and making sure that they're healthy, the expectations I put on him and making sure that they're healthy and communicated clearly and just all that stuff has been it's learning mm-hmm. but I don't think we ever I mean you've been married the longest I don't think you ever are like okay all the communication that ever needs to happen ever has all been done right. like we're to the top like you're always working through right because the seasons. thing is that we don't you don't you're not married to the same person you know because we change mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so so what life looks like for me right now is maybe different than it did when we got first got married 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. those things, I think that we have this idea that we're going to like, okay, we'll figure this out and then we'll be good. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have things where I'll say to Jordan, like, well, you said such and such. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, you know, something he said to me that I'm kind of still going with five years later. And he's like, well, I don't really feel like that anymore. You know, like, or maybe he doesn't even remember that he said it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever yeah um fun fact kimberly and i have the same wedding anniversary Mm -hmm. i we should have said that because obviously that's very important yeah (laughs) um yeah before you moved to new york what was your living situation there obviously you only had a maya yeah so when we got married what before i got married my best friend Monica and I were living together. We had an apartment together, and then Angelo had his own apartment. So I got married, moved all my stuff into his place, and it was a two-bedroom, more of like a one-and-a-half bedroom. Like, one bedroom was like a really big closet, mm-hmm. basically, and we mm-hmm. just stuffed all of my stuff in <laughs> a bunch of stuff I should have gotten rid of but still was holding on to. Um, and then I got pregnant after two months of being married, and so then we had our daughter. It was basically a one-bedroom apartment, and... I was very, not like unhappy, but definitely like unsatisfied with like our living arrangements. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept going on and I'm like, we need a bigger place. There was like stairs to get to our apartment. I didn't feel safe with where the laundry was. Like you had to like go down into the basement and it was like leaky and I couldn't like really bring my daughter down with me, yeah. but I didn't feel comfortable leaving her upstairs by herself either as an infant. Right. <laughs> so it was just like, it was a hassle. And so we lived there for about a year, uh, maybe a year and a half, something like that. And then we moved into a bigger house. It was like a duplex and it was um, a three bedroom. And we actually asked Monica to rent from us, which was really fun because then I got to live with my two best friends my husband and my best friend (laughs) there you go um so she rented one of the rooms one of the rooms was technically Amaya's and we like kept her stuff in there okay um but then um so yeah we lived there which space-wise was really convenient but money-wise was more than we for what he was making it was more than we should have been probably maybe paying I don't know you know, right. I'm, sh- I'm sure Dave Ramsey has some kind of algorithm rule <laughs> that we were breaking, I'm sure. Probably. But, um, but yeah, we were in a beautiful area of town, and we had a nice little yard area that we nice. had access to and stuff, and so that was all really great. Um, but, yeah, it was still, it was, yeah, it was, I was, I was happy there, I guess, but then, um, 
we just really felt like the Lord was telling us. Yeah, it was a slow process of the Lord kind of turning my heart and changing my heart from I want to be a dancer and be dancing and teaching for the rest of my days to actually I want to have more babies and be a mom and do this whole wife mom home thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it took a while. It was it wasn't like one day I just woke up and was like, you know what? Forget it. Um, no, but I yeah, I still absolutely love dance and I love um, that community and I totally miss all my students and all my fellow company members and all of that. But there was a shift of like priority in my heart of Mm -hmm. like, this is what's deepest in my soul right now. So yeah, I, we decided to move to New York and that's what brought us here, (laughs) I guess. And like, how does that feel now? I haven't asked you that, but like, does it feel like, oh, this is totally where I'm supposed to be? Like, yes, this is, I'm so thankful to just be with my children and with my husband, like yeah. able to serve them. It really not, is. It really yeah. is. We were able to visit, um, actually recently. Um, and yeah, I love, loved, I got to see like a performance from my school, like my, my former students performing and I got to watch a rehearsal that I would have you know, been in if I was still there, but I got to watch them rehearse and stuff. And it was such an interesting, like, love and appreciation for them and that season I was in. And then, like, a total solid, like, and I'm totally okay with not doing that right now. Like, I'm Mm, so happy that I spend my time raising my kids and pouring into them and pouring into, yeah, I'm just really glad that right now my marriage and my parenting parental position is it's really the only thing I have on my radar like at all (laughs) that's so nice (laughs) which is yeah it's it's definitely gift and it's definitely a blessing that I can even choose that because I think that there are moms who would love to do that and aren't really given that option of just like stay at home full-time so I'm glad that God gave me this chance to have this season and yeah I'm loving it I'm absolutely loving it so I don't know much about like dance but I'm kind of guessing that it's like once a dancer always a dancer kind of thing so I think so there's definitely like you know jokes and memes and stuff that I see on Facebook that I'm like aha I get that like Mm -hmm. that's funny to me still and and I definitely um it's very easy for me to imagine that that'll be something that enters my life again and that'll be kind of a community that I do jump back into at some point, whether that's, you know, developing that community here in Lewis County or whether that's, you know, attracting, I don't know, starting something, strengthening something. I really don't know. I don't yeah. know what that'll all look like. Um, yeah, whether it's visiting Kansas City and kind of dabbling it and pouring into them on a visiting kind of basis. I really don't know. But I know that a year before I moved to Kansas City, or a year before I moved to New York, if someone had been like, you're moving to New York in a year, I would have been like, you're wrong. <laughs> that's not true. I'm going to be here forever. So that's kind of how I feel right now about yeah. New York is that I'm probably never going to leave and I'll be here forever. So I I take it all just kind of a day at a time, I guess, I'm a season at a time. And yeah, I definitely love, I love dance and I enjoy watching it. I enjoy seeing other people progressing through it and that being part of their journey. But at the same time, there's like a very 
like peace. Like I don't feel like something was taken from me. I feel like I gave it up and not in a like fine, whatever, like threw it away. But it was like, no, like I'm okay. Like I felt very satisfied. Yeah. With the season that I'm in, which is, yeah, it's a blessing that I was able to not feel like it was taken from me um, in any way. So yeah. We have Atlas joined with us now because he boycotted taking a nap like he did, like he has been doing all day today. <laughs> so here he is. If you hear him, he just wants to talk to y'all. So when you were a little girl, I know you moved, you mentioned you lived lots of different places. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about like, I know that you had family here in New York where you live now yeah, and like, and you would come back here to visit mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And so I'm curious as you were growing up and like through the years of moving one place to another, like was here, New York, like Lewis County, was it like, Oh my word, I'm never going to live there. Or <laughs> was it like, do you wish to live question. here? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious how, what the relate your no, relationship absolutely. with, with I think, well, you know, kind of jumping back to what August was saying when we were young, I have very distinct memories of, <laughs> of I can't wait to marry some young boy from Lewis County and like move to Lewis County uh-huh. and <laughs> totally. me and August are going to have our babies together and we're just going to live here and all the friends yes. that we have now are all going to be friends with each other. And, you know, when you're young and like you just assume that Right. All of your circle are all going to marry each other and you just, you know, have mm-hmm. your whole, whole lives as 13 year olds planned out or whatever. Right. Um, but then as I got older and I did become a lot more passionate about dance and I found this company that I wanted to dance with and I knew it was in Kansas City. My love for dance and I not just like dance, but I knew that that's what God was calling me to do. Like I knew that that was my ministry and you know, in the same way that people know that they've been called to, you know, the Congo or Uganda or they've been called to China or, you know, they feel called to, you know, work with Native Americans or whatever. You know, like pe- when people feel like this is definitely my niche and this mm-hmm. is where I've been called. I knew for a fact that dramatic truth and dancing with them was where I was called. And so it was like anything that doesn't fall into that funnel was just sounded nice, but wasn't for me. Right. And so... Yeah, there'd be times, you know, when August and I would talk on the phone and she'd be like, why can't you just move to upstate New York? Like, Mm -hmm. come on. And I'd be like, I would love to. That's like the second most thing I want to do, you know. It was like she's finally like living in the States, but like 20 hours away. Right, Like we never saw each other. Like once a year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that for many, many years, like living in Kansas City or living in upstate New York was the second most wonderful dream that Mm -hmm, I had mm -hmm. um but I was also so so sure that what I was doing in Kansas City was exactly where and when I was supposed to be and so to have that you know slowly change in my heart basically yeah that so having that love for Kansas City be slowly transformed and shifted and created and I think I remember even talking to August about it and her being like are you joking like are you serious like my dream is finally coming true Kimberly's coming to New York you know 
I something still can't we both want that you live here. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was I just I really just thought like no, you'll be there forever. Like yeah. and especially like you marry someone from there. Like of right. course I married going. someone from Kansas City. He had family there. Totally. I had basically family there, you know, not blood right. family, but but people that you I had considered family. So much roots had been put down there. And then yeah, having it being able to come here and then being able to like be pregnant at the same time as August and then being able to live like less than 10 minutes away from each other Mm -hmm. and to you know be going to the same you know bridal showers and baby showers and having dinner dates with you know our husbands and our families Mm -hmm. it's just like a surreal it absolutely is like a surreal moment and yeah I just think it's really cool how God can take something that is dear to your heart and be a desire of your heart and you know he never told me no but it almost felt that way to me where I was like well God can only do like one thing with my life at a time you know like it'll be the next lifetime just a second yeah buddy he's just what's wrong you two got teeth that hurt does he want like an ice cube or a frozen something Shoot, I was remembering what you said. Now I lost it. To say again. For you to say again. Oh, I was saying, yeah, so to have something as dear to my heart as moving to upstate New York someday. You know, that dream of, as a little girl, like, right. oh yeah, I moved to upstate New yes. York. And, yeah. You know. And to have your to- your husband, like, totally on board. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, like, I didn't even realize that. It wasn't, it didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar that that was something that the Lord would give back to me. Mm -hmm. Like in a way I'd given it up and was like, well, that's just, you know, I won't have that in this lifetime. And that's just that. And so then to have him be like, no, yep, I'm going to bless you with this. And not only, you know, transition from, you know, dancing and performing to motherhood, but to do that in Lewis County and to do that with all these awesome friends to do that with all these awesome friends that I grew up with mm-hmm. and all of that is just yeah it's definitely a blessing it's, it's so cool it's really cool I still kind of giggle about it inside when <laughs> I think about it yeah <laughs> it's so cool and to be able to see my husband becoming friends with the people that I grew up with right. even like you know we went over to Corwin and Hannah's and Corwin was a very very good friend if not one of my best friends growing up and to see him bonding with my husband and them you know making plans to hang out together and stuff it's just like how cool god is like it's just so fun so fun i love it how did that affect you growing up like you had lots of different friends Mm -hmm. you were always like having to say goodbye to them and like Mm -hmm. you know you never really lived in the same place except for me (laughs) as those friends like again yeah and so like how did that yeah are you super like happy for those things like would you want to do that with your own kids if mm-hmm. that were the case like yeah I would just love to hear all about, about all that. of that yeah. like well yeah. and it's cool because I think that my answers my answer to that has changed over the years so mm-hmm. like probably my answer when I was 17 you know I was like I'm never moving again I'm never leaving this city I'll never put my children through that um and not yeah it was definitely like I think every childhood and everybody who ever lives, there are parts about their life that they love and there's parts of it that they hate. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was definitely 
it's definitely hard to have to say goodbye to a life when you have a youth group and a church and a community and a best friend and a bosom buddy and to have to then be like I really don't know when I'm gonna see you again like I don't it's not even like okay see you dot 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 it's like no I we might never see each other again until heaven like we really don't know when we're gonna see each other and especially because like when you're when you are there and moving like you are young it's not like Mm -hmm. it's not like now where you could like buy a plane Choose ticket and go and travel. see someone exactly. well I mean not right now but you know in other <laughs> years you could have other that. than to 2020 yeah <laughs> yeah no absolutely and I think that was something that I don't know that I ever like acknowledged it through the healing process but after I'd healed from it was able to look back and be like oh wow I you know kind of resented my parents a little bit in the fact that like my dad was making a decision that affected the whole family and I as my you know fully developed brain 12 13 14 year old was like well you know have you even considered how this affects me as an individual and or my siblings and there were definitely times when it felt like he doesn't understand how hard this is for me as a teenager to Mm -hmm. have to say goodbye to my best friends to have to pick up and move everything um and yeah now I'm now I'm absolutely glad that he did it and I'm glad that I have best friends all over the world and you know, if I'm ever in El Salvador or in Canada or wherever, I could probably call some people and be like, hey, I need a place to stay right now. You know, could I come over? And I have those kinds of relationships with people now that I never would have. Honestly, here's something to say. August would not be married to her husband at all. <laughs> there would be no way. Well, I mean, God is, makes all things possible. Yes, I but was going to say that But the only reason too, that August connection. even knows her husband is because I moved to El Salvador and my mother wanted me to take sewing lessons and the American embassy hired a seamstress to come teach sewing lessons at the American embassy and her son ended up being August's husband and that's how she yes. met him through us. Yep. And us getting along with them because they're an amazing family. The Ramirez family is super, super cool. All of them are. Um, But yeah, it was through us that we were like, you got to meet these Lewis County people. And August came to visit us in El Salvador. And yeah, that was how that whole relationship. So Mm -hmm. obviously, I'm so grateful that (laughs) that we lived in El Salvador. And I I wouldn't want to give that up to... To change that part at all. Thank you for suffering so that I could have a husband. My sacrifice so that you could have a husband. (laughs) Oh, are you happy too that you're here? That you were born if that would... Yeah, if Kimberly wouldn't have lived in El Salvador, you wouldn't be here either. Yeah. So yeah, and the other um, aspect of it too that was always interesting is when you know how long you're going to be somewhere, you kind of emotionally can prepare for how deep or not deep you're placing those roots. Mm -hmm. Um, And I imagine it would be much harder to live somewhere intending on forever expecting forever and then that being cut short um yeah when you know you're going to be somewhere for two years and it can feel i always get this word wrong masochistic when it's like you like torture yourself a little bit Mm. there's a word for it I, i might be using the wrong one but there is that kind of internal whatever timer in your head that's like oh I'll be here for a year and a half and you hear about things and it's like oh well I will definitely not be here for that because I already know right now today I won't be here 
in that many months or that many, you know, right. in that many years, <sighs> that type of thing. And so there's almost an ease, like, go what ahead. Do, what go do ahead, relationships and friendships look like, though, when it is like that? Because, like, I would guess that it, that sometimes they don't, maybe that you wouldn't allow yourself to go yeah. as deep because exactly that. Yeah. Cause you, especially as you got older and you'd done it so many times, right. You knew, well, it's going to hurt when this is done possibly yeah. or, yeah, mm. definitely. and so, yeah. How do you, how do you create meaningful friendships within knowing you have a yeah. time limit? So yeah. to speak. Um, well, I would imagine that different people do it differently and I'm sure if you asked you know my siblings that same question you probably there's three of us you'd probably get three different answers sure but for me the you just kind of treat it like a roller coaster or like a water slide and once I met someone and felt like I could see myself connecting with them it was like okay click you know and you just kind of go for a ride and a little bit you know like a match I guess you just light it up and have lots of fun and have lots of sleepovers and get really, really close and bond. And then you are done. (laughs) And and I think that, you know, you can absolutely 100 percent choose to maintain friendships long distance. And August and I are proof of that, too. But I think there was uh, I'm not saying that this is necessarily healthy, but it was definitely uh, like, you know, you have like a serial friendship of like this is my best friend okay bye okay now this one is my next best friend and Mm -hmm. and it's cool because I then was able to invite all of them to my wedding and I had my best friend from New York and my best friend from Canada and my best friend from China and my best friend from Kansas City you know I had all of these women that I loved equally and they were each a super important person in my life and none of them were not important they were all important to me and Unfortunately, not every single one was able to be at the wedding, but several of them were. Mm-hmm. And again, none of them would have been there if I had just not made friends and right. not chosen to bond with them and become super close with them. And um, I think it's an interesting thought because I am somebody who a lot of my closest friends now are people that I was friends with even in childhood, mm-hmm. quite a lot of my friends because... I've lived in the same county my whole life and I married somebody from the same county and just, I think that that impacts that. And we talked, um, a little, a few episodes ago, we talked about friendship and we, we talked about that a little bit, but I, and just how that is a blessing. But at the same time, I think that, I don't know what it was, but I recently was hearing, I heard something and they were saying, even about friendships, saying like they might like you might be friends with that person like for a season mm-hmm. and that there's not like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I can tend to be like what everything I do, I am very like I started it and now I'm doing it forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's good parts of that, but it's also there's also places where I can get myself kind of caught into something that like, why am I still doing this? Mm-hmm. I'm doing it cause I started it, but yet maybe this, the season is over. Yeah. And I think that God, mm. I don't think that, that everything like there's a season for everything, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that like 
there's one thing that remains, you know, mm-hmm. and like that's Jesus. And that's, that's the constant, but there's, I think it's okay that other things are right for specific times. And right. so it's interesting to me to think about relationships and thinking about like seasonal yeah. friendships. Yeah. Like, Oh, actually that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that in a way there's grace when you're moving around because I think that there are people who have seasonal friendships but then you're all still in the same area and that can almost, I can imagine, I guess, (laughs) that that can almost be harder where it's like, well, we still, you know, go to the same school, but so-and-so used to be my friend, my best friend two years ago and now they're not. Or we still, you know, go to the same church, but we used to be best buds and now we're not. Whereas Mm -hmm. for me, it was like, I I never had to be like around a person and feel like we'd moved on really. Um, Yeah, and I think that, you know, being in Kansas City and transitioning from the single woman to then being a married woman with children, they're definitely, you know, that's life gets busy and you don't get to hang out as much when you're married and have a baby than when you're single. But yeah, I think that with the rest of my life, yeah, I definitely, I never had to go through a... Like we just grew apart and we don't really know why. And there was always like a really good reason why it's like, well, we live on the other side of the planet now. Right. There's grace for that. And, you know, I can still love you. And actually I was just talking to Monica about this, that like being close to each other physically does not like quantify how good a relationship is or like how true a friendship is. It's like really what quantifies a true friendship is how well you do apart and how well you do when Mm -hmm. you don't talk to each other for a while or, you know, your seasons are maybe on, you know, different steps. You're on different seasons at the same time. But then when you choose to draw that together and stay together and, you know, there were mm-hmm. times when August and I didn't talk for six months and then we talk on the phone for like three hours and it was right. like nothing had changed. Exactly. And I feel like that's what really for me in my life yeah. has quantified which friendships were, were true and you know, which ones were the ones that lasted, were the people okay with me ignoring them right. <laughs> and, and then jumping back into it again, you know, just kind of a pause play kind of relationship. Um, so yeah, again, I don't know if that's necessarily the healthiest, but that's how my that's what you had that's what I had yeah that's what I was given to work with so yeah and I think it's encouraging to me like even though your situation was that you were moving and you weren't ever going to see them again but it's encouraging to me just to take that example of like the ones that are like the ones maybe the relationships or the seasonal things that I have that are a little awkward because maybe it's a friendship that it's not that we had an issue mm-hmm. because if we had an issue, then I'm always like, I always think that we should talk about it and work it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it, but if it was just like growing apart, like you said, those like a little bit awkward ones to realize like, okay, that's okay too. Like mm-hmm. I don't, my personality would kind of be like, I would maybe hold on so tightly, like think it was bad or wrong to like, have that happen Mm -hmm. to have like a friendship grow apart yeah but actually like I think I'm learning that it's actually an okay thing like it's not that it's not that we have to maintain every single relationship with that we we ever had but maybe Mm -hmm. it's okay that it was who God had in our life you know for that season yeah even when it's not that 
oh, I'm moving away and that's why. Right, <laughs> so, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's interesting. For sure. Oh. We'll, have to, we'll have to have her back and tell her birth story. Seriously. Oh, gosh, like maybe yeah. we'll just do like a whole segment that's just like a couple people's birth stories because she has a pretty good one. Yeah. That but would yeah, be fun. We'll have to tell another time though because yeah. we don't have enough time. All right. Okay. I don't know. Sounds the good. whole story was about, no, I'm just kidding. That's true. About five minutes. <laughs> Took one push. No. Yeah. It was a pretty wild story, but I will, t- I'll have to share it some other time. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> a teaser. Your faces. I love. I know. Okay. You, do you want to ask or you want me to? Okay. Go for it. So something that we always ask our guests is what's good about today. So what's good about today for you? What's good about today for me? Well, you guys asked me this ahead of time, so I should have had time to like come up. With oh, ahead of time, like a half an hour, an hour ago, like <laughs> some like super quaint, like bring it all together um, kind of answer. Um, but I think what's good about today for me is just kind of enjoying enjoying the season that you're in, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Downton Abbey and that ending and just that like the idea of like, okay, this chapter closing, this next chapter opening. And yeah, right now I'm in a chapter and I don't ever want to look back and be like, wow, you really should have appreciated that more. Or Mm -hmm. you really should have, you know, just been more grateful for when you were at. And even right now, like my best friend, Monica, um, she's, you know, anti Monica to Amaya and hopefully someday to Solomon too. And having her around and, you know, not wanting to waste a minute, not wanting to waste a, a moment of hanging out together with her, not wanting to waste a moment with my husband when we are both awake at the same time, mm-hmm. not wanting to waste, you know, uh, as much as I don't like feeling like I'm going to throw up, which actually right now in this exact moment, I do not feel nauseous. So Ooh, that's, praise that's the Lord. But, you know, even being grateful about the season of growing a baby inside of me and not being, you know, that that's good. It's good to throw up sometimes because it means that you have a good, strong, healthy baby inside of you. And that can be a good thing, mm-hmm. even though it's not fun when you got to clean it up afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh my. <laughs> but so, yeah, I think that what's good is that I am proactively choosing to just really enjoy now. It's so good. It's so not, important. And it's so hard sometimes. Like, I'm sure I sound like all like, oh, yeah, I'm so grateful now. And then, you know. There's times you're like, why can this part of my season just be over? And I just don't want to have to deal with this part of whatever, you know, whether it's raising your kids or laundry or whatever. Temper tantrums, poopy diapers. There's just so much that sleepless nights you can you can kind of dread and be, you know, resent a little bit. But yeah, what's good about today is that today I'm choosing to not resent any part of this season and to just enjoy all of it. So good. Yeah. And so important. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. a good reminder for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of us, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us mm-hmm. yeah. and being real and open with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't ask anything too, uh, too invasive and Deep personal. Deep and growing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day. Oh, <laughs>